Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives, and I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of combat sports. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion on the radio areas, having defended that title off for better than 32 years. And of course, we continue the eulogy of the greatest Muhammad Ali passing away now a week ago at the age of 74. Straight up, it was a merciful death. I'm so glad that God took him and that he is in peace as we speak. But straight up, we also have open phone lines, coast to coast. If you'd like to join me, you can. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. And guess what? I got the Skype line happening as well. So if you're around the world listening on the Internet via the computer, you can call us on the Skype line. The address is Sports Byline and the number two. So straight up, we're talking a little bit about Ali today. We're sort of putting that in the rearview mirror now, of course. Talking about the future. The future is Vasil Lomachenko at 130 pounds. Of course, the two-time Olympic, Olympic champion, two-time world amateur champion, which he now 5-1, and one. of course, losing that one fight. To uh, Orlando Salido, and Salido hit him in the thighs about a thousand times. I mean, just just beat him down, just mugged him, came in overweight, and just took him took a, a little Tijuana mugging, like you go in those alleys in Tijuana and get mugged. But straight up, Lumenchenko, I think, has learned from that, and that is the big rematch, of course, at some time in the future. Orlando Salido fought to a draw last week at 130 pounds, and Lomachenko hooking it up. But straight up, lots of stuff to talk about, both in boxing and mixed martial arts. Don't forget. June 25th, big fight on NBC. Keith Thurman and Sean Porter. Straight up, great main event. 26-0 is Thurman, of course, 22 acts. The heir apparent to greatness of 147. And Sean Porter, the one speeding guy who lost to Kilbrick. 26-1, 16 wacks. June 25th, that is CBS television. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. Lines on my head. joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone. It's just a few days. So if you have knee pain, back pain, and you've tried everything, try oil can joint lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days, or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. 
If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 
No, no, not at all. I, I thought that, and the funny thing is, he got away from what you expect, which is to make the fight rough, semi-dirty, and he, and he tried to outbox Lomachenko, which I thought was was absurd. And you know, he just he he, he looked like like he never put on gloves before. It was, it was, uh, I was surprised. I thought Martinez was going to put on a better show. Well, he's he again. He's not the most gifted fighter on the planet. So Lomachenko at one thirty, of course, he got mugged by Orlando Salido. Didn't Salido like take him to the alleys of Tijuana and just beat him down there as far as his hips and his legs and his thighs? Man, just hit him a bunch down there. I I, I think that uh, he gave him uh, a pro boxing one on one. He let <laughs> he let uh, Lomachenko know that the same amateurs and um, it's. Basically, he beat him by whatever by whatever means it takes, and um, it was a tough cookie. I, I think uh, that's probably the best fight for Lomachenko next. He's got to avenge that loss. And of course, Martinez saying that he was weight drained, and Salido says he's not impressed. So I guess they are building up uh, this next fight. Now, last night, sort of like Bob Arum went toe to toe with um, with Al Heyman. Of course, Al Heyman had stuff on Showtime Extreme and CBS Sports and Showtime, and of course, Arum came back on on HBO, but Russell Provodnikov, if ever there was a face fighter in boxing, he is like the face, he is the champion of guys that fight with their face. He lost to John, John, John Molina. He got out brawled. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, the, the miles are starting to show on Provodnikov. Um, it was a, a, you know, a good effort, but he really, he really made Molina look like a gifted boxer, which, which is not Molina's strength. And, uh, you know, he, I, I thought the, uh, Molina fought well, he, he used his reach, um, he, he, he looked really good. Many, many kilometers on the body of Russell Provodnikov, no doubt about that. Of course, he says he feels like he doesn't want to fight again. So, you know, I, I think he's got to realize that, you know, taking beatings like this, whether you're getting paid or not, Ali talked about it before we came back from the break there. God bless him. You know, getting punched in the head is not healthy. No. <laughs> no, it, no, it doesn't. It's not a, it's, it doesn't benefit your health. And, and also, Provodnikov is never really a one-punch knockout guy you know he was a guy that kind of like overwhelmed you because of his conditioning and and very physically strong but he didn't have he doesn't really have that eraser and and i think that's what also uh kind of um led to his demise you know i mean he was he had a good run yeah he had a good run you know great action tv fighter um i know that it was right after the fight so guys tend to you know retire premature but i'm, I'm sure they'll probably dust them off and bring them back Socrates, yeah. Palmer's our, Socrates Palmer's our guest, boxing writer extraordinary, and I kid you not when I say extraordinary. Speaking of extraordinary, Felix Verdejo still unbeaten now. Uh, beat, stopped Mar- Juan Martinez in five rounds. Is he the heir apparent to greatness in, in Bariqua? Well, top rank is doing their best uh, to make you believe that. Um, what I noticed is that they're taking more baby steps. I think they learned from uh, Juan Ma when he got ruined a couple <laughs> years ago. You know, and but I think the kid is good. I think he's good. Um, I think that uh, he has charisma, which is uh, something you can't sell. And, you know, I think you think either you have it or you don't. I, I like him personally. Um, you 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 would like to see if maybe they can make a fight with him and uh, Lomachenko, if if which I think could be a really big uh, big fight especially here in New York, but I, I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah, let's, water the plant, uh, let's water the plants, both those plants, a little bit more. Let them grow a little bit more before we match them uh-huh. up, I think. Um, let's talk about Canelo Alvarez. I remember when he was with Tutu Sabala down there in Florida, all-star boxing, and then, of course, Golden Boy just stole him away, like pulled a Don King 1970s move. Just come with me, and I'll pay any legal fees, any fines. Don't worry about it. Just come with me. Well, get this. 
according to a court testimony this week, the Bottles people have said that that he's made two one hundred and thirty five. Take it back, one hundred thirty five million dollars with Golden Boy Promotions thus far from two thousand ten to two thousand fifteen, and it's estimated and uh, and Golden Boy didn't discount this that he's going to make four hundred thirty eight million in the next decade. In the next decade between he and Golden Boy, does that sort of indicate? That the Muhammad Ali Boxing Act still was a failure. The fact that there's this much money being brought into boxing and fighters aren't getting. I mean, come on. There's no way you're going to tell me that Canelo Alvarez is going to get the bulk of that that $438 million. Well, I mean, do they also take, I mean, I see Canelo has a lot of um, endorsements. Do they also consider that or is that just just his boxing purse? I guess that's just what he thinks he, he, his net value is worth as far as his his marketability as a boxer and, of course, as a personality as well. And he's like the hottest thing in Mexico. I mean, if he puts his name on something, it sells. Yeah, no, and, and he's and he's endorsing stuff here. He's got the Under Armour contract. Um, I see him doing Tecate Bia commercials. You know, he's he's out there. Okay, so he's here so, so here's a $64,000 $64, question, Socrates Palmer. Probably we, should, we should probably move that, make it like the $500,000 question because of inflation, okay? But how much money... <laughs> Would Tutu Sabala and those guys get? Because they're gonna they're gonna win here. They're gonna, there's no I saw the contract. There's no doubt about it. Do you know what Canelo tried to say? He tried to say he was he thought he was signing a visa application. Now come on, that's not gonna fly. You know that's not gonna fly. No, it, it almost reminds you of the situation. Wasn't Pacquiao in something similar to that? Yeah, Pacquiao uh, signed a lot of contracts. Remember, he signed like four or five in a row with all kinds of different people doing autograph mm-hmm. sessions. Right, right, right. And he twenty seven million twenty seven million dollars is what uh, Tutu Sabala and, and his All Star Boxing are asking for. We'll see what happens. There's a rematch. I like, Jap- Tutu. I, uh-huh. right. I like Tutu. If that money is deserved, then you know, owed him, then I hope he gets it. You know, hey, he's a, he's a good guy. I get to see him at the WBO yeah. conventions and around here and there. And of course, I was partners with his dad. I think his dad is still living, but he's been silenced by a stroke. But you know, I mean, mm-hmm. his dad was a character down there in Miami. Remember back in the days when Duran was fighting down there and stuff. It was so cool going to Miami back in the days when yes. Tutu Sabala Senior ran it. Okay, let's finish off with this. Zhu Shming, uh won his American debut with some lopsided decision last night. Can the Chinese gold medalist? Can he fight? Is he a professional fighter or just an amateur being inflated by Don by uh, Bob Arum's matchmaking skills? I think it's more the latter. Um, Shiming, uh if you remember his pro debut was on HBO, um, and you know he really wasn't impressive. I mean, I, I, the thing at that weight class, you really have to be, you know, kind of balls to the wall. And Shiming isn't that, you know. To, you know, I think I think in that weight class, I think of guys like like uh, Carbo Hall and Chiquita Gonzalez and those guys. And and Shiming, is he fighting at is it one twelve? One twelve now. Yeah, you know I. I, I don't know. He doesn't do it for me. Um, I, I think top rank is, you know, he's just taking advantage of of the fan base. And, you know, if he's, eventually, though, boxing kind of exposes who you are eventually, you know? Well, he, he's I, he's going to do – the fight probably did about 50 to 100 million homes in, in, in China at the very least. So, you know, he's, they're getting mm-hmm. some play over there, no doubt about it. And boxing coming back to China. Having done the first boxing card in the People's Republic of China since 1949, back in 1993 – of course, that was Leonzo Barber, uh, Mike Cedillo, WBO, 168-pound title fight. Wow, that was a long time ago. Anyway, the bottom line is there hadn't been boxing in China since 1949, 1949 when Mao sent it away. But boxing is live and the gambling. Of course, you know, you know, you know, uh, Macau's kicking Las Vegas' butt when it comes to money. I mean, ten to, they're, they're grossing 10 times more money than Las Vegas grosses in a year. 
Wow. Well, you, I think it was you that called Macau, Las Vegas, on steroids. Uh, Larry Merchant. Larry Merchant. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I, you know, it's, um, that it's, they like they like to gamble their money out there. You know, okay. it's a it's a it's a it's a great atmosphere, and you know that, that it also reminds people that okay, boxing may not be what it once was here in, in the states, but it's a global sport. You know, and if it's flourishing there, then you know I'm all for it. Okay. Last question for uh, for Socrates Palmer as the cell phone starts to fade. Give me thirty seconds on the greatest Muhammad Ali. Oh boy, only thirty seconds. Um, he was a part of my childhood, you know. I remember just the personal, the personal info. My dad, before he would leave the house, before he go to work, he'd say, "Give me an Ali," and he'd stick his chin out, and I would hit him with a right hand. I mean, Ali's never, you know, often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, the greatest uh, sports personality in the history of the, of the world, and you know, he's. I think his legacy will just be legendary. It's going to be that. It's going to grow ten times more, and um, he's uh, he's definitely missed. You know, it's a shame. If if he, if he had his faculties, would boxing be in a better place? Probably, but that, you know, I think you know. I, I like to just remember him the way he was, and on purpose. I didn't even, I didn't watch the memorial. Uh, I couldn't. Myself as well. Socrates Palmer, all the best. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Pedro. All the best to you. And you, happy early Father's Day, by the way. Yeah, thank you so much. You are tuned to Sports Byline. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. Hey there, travelers. You going somewhere? Need a hotel? Then call Hotel Wiz anytime, day or night for rates too low to publish. You can save up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe and get our best price guarantee with no booking or cancellation fees ever. We've got some of the lowest hotel prices you'll find in New York, Chicago, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and a lot more. Don't waste your time surfing for deals. Make a free call right now and find deals too low to publish. Save up to 75% right now with no cancellation fees. And to make it even easier on you, we're here 24-7 to help. So call right now. Bookmark us in your cell phone. Whatever you need to do, just pick up the phone and call this number for hotel deals that'll knock your socks off. 800-507-3777. 
Geico presents the Shazam 15, featuring the top 15 Shazam songs in the U.S. for this week. Get out your Shazam app now and check it out. Plus, have fun and interact with Geico. Gecko yourself and share it with friends. Watch your favorite Geico video. Get a quote. Shazam now for the full list and experience more with Geico. The Shazam 15, brought to you by Geico. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The time may have come to say goodbye to Muhammad Ali because, very honestly, I don't think he can beat George Foreman. Howard Cosell, you told everybody I don't have a chance. You told them I don't have nothing but a prayer. Well, Chump, all I need is a prayer because if that prayer reached the right man, not only will George Foreman fall, the mountains will fall. Maybe he can pull off a miracle. But against George Foreman, so young... So strong, so fearless, against George Foreman, who does away with his opponents one after another in less than three rounds. It's hard for me to conjure with that. And you're always talking about Muhammad. You're not the same man you were ten years ago. Well, I asked your wife, and she told me you're not the same man you were two years ago. After this fight, I suspect Ali will retire. And through all of the years, my own memories of him will be as a fighter and as the strange and curious and gregarious and engaging and sometimes cruel and sometimes family man that he is. I'm going to let everybody know that that thing you got on your head is a phony and it comes from a tail of a pony. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Twenty-eight and a half minutes past hour. This is Sports Byline City Music, bringing back the boss, the ring in Pat Russell, of course, retired law enforcement, the man that rescues dogs for a living. And now that he's retired, him and his wife, and of course, he's a retired referee and a current professional judge, has been all around the planet and done fights on every continent except for Antarctica, right? Ah, uh, yes, sir. No Antarctica fights. No, 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 uh, no, 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 Okay. Let's talk about the visit we had with Muhammad Ali. Of course, did you go? Were you you were with us for both both trips to Macau, right? You know, I'm trying to remember, Pedro. I know you and I were together uh, when we went to Macau, and I'm not sure if it was the first or the second trip. I was on the trip um, where we took that picture in the train coming back from Guangzhou to uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, that that was an, that was an amazing. Of course, going to the private beaches of Zhuhai. Remember, I met I met a young Chinese girl, and we corresponded for a couple of years. But the bottom line is, I wasn't going back to marry anybody. Um, it was one hell of a memory, and people don't realize that he truly was gifted. I mean, when he touched people, the fact that you saw you saw his 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 uh, his impact on the Chinese people. I mean, people that were like 
25, 30, 100 feet away from her, just in awe with their, their mouths and hanging. Well, you know, the incident that I recall, a couple of them, but the first incident I recall is we went to a orphanage with, oh. done by Catholic nuns in Macau, and there was a child with some special needs that was, you know, spasmodically hitting himself, and Ali looked over in that very quiet, wonderful voice of his and said, give me the baby, and the nuns gave this, uh, this three-year-old, a three-year-old to Ali, and Ali started rocking this child in his arms, and the kids stopped and started listening to him. And as I recall, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. No, there wasn't. Remember that, Pedro? I yeah. That almost as clearly as anything I ever remember. I remember that. I remember what I was wearing that day. That's how riveting that, that one day was. We went all over. But that... That's when he that's when he shook us all down for the money. Remember to give the, the to the give to the orphanage. I think we left him with like twelve hundred bucks, and that was enough yep. enough food for the entire year. No, I never never once did you ever feel that Ali was doing anything other than out of the goodness of his heart and as a human being. Never once. Referee Pat Russell's our guest. Of course, um, we're talking about the greatest Muhammad Ali passed away now a week ago at the age of seventy four. And I know it sounds a little callous, but. Me being the humanitarian type that I am, I, I didn't want to see him suffer anymore. And when his son Magnum came out a couple of years ago and said he wished that the, the process would be uh, expedited, per se, that he thought his father was in just too much pain. And Larry Holmes would tell me about the, the couple of public events that they shared in the last year. I really didn't want Muhammad Ali to, how can I put this? You know what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I mean, we didn't see him at his peak, but we saw him when he had everything still. He still had his faculties. His health was still relatively good. He he could converse. He could walk and things like that. But the last year, year and a half, has really been tough on him and the family, Pat. Yeah, and separating two things. Number one, separating the fact that whether boxing was the cause of this or exacerbated this, I would think that that sentiment, Pedro, would apply to anybody. There's really nobody on this planet that I want to see. I have a friend of mine who just got dementia, uh, and it's just terrible to watch that this once vibrant human being that, you could have a, a really intense kind of conversation with, and he certainly had a great relationship with, is now is now talking at some place where there's only one person listening and talking and that's themselves. And, and the same with all of you. would hate to see any human being have to suffer on the way out the door. You know, go quickly, myocardial infarction, flop on the ground, uh, give a good look, and check out. I mean, that's the way it should be. But, yes, I, I would agree with that 100%. What happened to the sanctity of amateur sport? I mean, you know, I couldn't imagine. I went to the Olympic trials, the Western Olympic trials, and and got lost the decision, but I was on my feet. Um, uh, but what happened to the sanctity of amateur sports when you've got professional basketball players playing in the NBA, and now they're talking about having pro fighters fight in the Olympics? Is that fair, putting Vladimir Klitschko against a three-round kid from San Francisco? Absolutely not. And, and I think what happened was is, is that, Sports somehow assumed a different kind of level as an amateur uh, in, a, in all sports. And what is what we've become now, especially in the major sports, baseball, football, I guess to a degree soccer, although somewhat of the West, but tennis, certainly golf, is that all of the amateur sports are just basically a feeder system for the professional sports. And I don't think that amateur boxing would be any other way. But, you know, Pedro, go back, and I don't want to say I want to, Gates you the same age I am, but you within the same generation. As I can remember when I was a kid, when I was 11 and 12 years old, you must have had 150 guys at one time or another go by um, Black Bears Gym in San Jose. Mm-hmm. I mean, every kid I knew, 
uh, went out and learned to, to do the quote-unquote manly arts and learned how to uh, you know, put a stance up to a left jab or a right straight right to a left hook. That's what we did. And we did that, and if we had five or six fights, and I had a very limited amateur career because I realized early and often that this was not going to be great for me, that it was great. I still had that wonderful amateur career where I was doing this because I love doing what I'm doing rather than I was getting paid for what I was doing. Interesting. Pat Russell's our guest, San Diego-based referee, retired referee, current judge. Um, do, you, do you miss refereeing? No, absolutely not. In fact, um, I don't know if you saw the fight last night between John Molina and Yuslan uh, Provodnikov. I had the, the great distinct honor to have been in the ring with both of those individuals on Fights of the Year, as it turned out. And it was um, just such a pleasure to watch Mark Nelson have to do what he did very minimally but, you know, honestly and truthfully, Pedro, I do not miss the pressure. I do not miss the fact that every time those two kids get into that ring, they put your li- their lives in your hands. And you've got to be absolutely perfect at all times. And every, every person out there is making an opinion that you, you could have been one, you know, the Goldilocks issue. Well, that was one punch too little, that was one punch too late, or that was just right. Well, you know, all of those opinion makers don't have to live with the results of that action with that referee. And it just, it's the, it's the most difficult job in sports. Well, that's why I've turned, <clears throat> Pat, that's why I've turned away so many guys that wanted to train as far as amateur boxing was concerned. I just looked at the entire picture and I said to myself, you know, you ain't really not, if you haven't got skills to become a champion or things like that, and you're not going to make a living here. If you want to learn the discipline and the finer arts of it, that's fine. But as far as competition is concerned, I just don't think you're, you're cut out for that. Anyway, Pat, hold on. We are attuned to sports byline. We've got open phone lines. Coast to coast, all across America, Canada, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. Of course, we are around the world on the fabulous Internet. But you can catch us on the toll-free 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. The Skype line is happening as well. The address is Sports Byline and the number two. Yes, we're tweeting as well. And the Twitter thang is at Ring Talk. But straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Force Network. TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com. And I want to give props to TuneIn.com. We got 1.4 million listeners. The network did last month on TuneIn.com alone. So tell me the Internet ain't the future of radio. This is Ring Talk live worldwide from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, on Sports Byline. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7. 
So go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800 222 That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy price. Again, get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Well, Mohammed, that inimitable style of yours has challenged the descriptive talents of writers and commentators the world over. But a phrase you'll always be remembered by came from an unexpected source. I still say it to this day, champ. He floats like a butterfly and he stings like a bee. He's been in your corner for 14 years and 44 fights floating in from New York, Drew Bundini Brown. And he's sober. (laughs) Drew Bandini, what was what was the moment that inspired that phrase that became so famous that even became a song? Well, because uh, to love God is to love people, and I must love Mohammed because he loves God, and all great fighters had uh, nicknames like the Brown Bomber, Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano, The Rock, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar, Smoking Joe, Joe Frazier. And he was doing road work, and I was talking to God as I do, not with my mouth, but with my mind. And I was asking God, what was his nickname? And the feeling came to me, call him the way it is. Float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. But, but Bandini, you made a mistake, didn't you, when the champion first interviewed you for a, a job in his corner? Yes, I call him a phony because I was with the great Sugar Ray Robinson for seven years, and I never heard of anyone in sports or anything predicting anything but God saying when it's going to do the weather or anything like that. And he said that he called around. So I said he was a phony. But... 
Then he said to me, he got up off the couch and he looked me dead in the eyes. He said, I work hard and I train and I pray hard. And it has fall, Bodini, and I knew he was human. <laughs> Thank you, Drew Bodini Brown. Thank you. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. 42 minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Muhammad Ali and Drew Bundini Brown there. And the key word in Muhammad Ali's description of Drew Bundini Brown there, Pat Russell, was sober. <laughs> did you caught that one, huh? Yeah. Pat Russell's our guest, San Diego referee, but he knew exactly what I was talking about because being around Drew Bundini Brown, whenever you're around him, there was the aroma of an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> am, I, am I being nice? I think the term used to be HBD, right, Pedro? I had been drinking, exactly. But there was always this, like, this stench of old liquor around him. It, that's, it was always, the, like, it wasn't a liniment smell either. There was another guy out of Lee's camp. I can't remember his name was. Guys, He was the guy that did the massaging. He had that liniment smell about him all the time. But Drew Bundini Brown had that, I don't know, why am I picking up smells of people? But I do, and that's just, that's, just, that's just me. I'm a weird guy. But Drew Bundini Brown always smelled like Drew. Now we're at Booze. We're talking about. We're talking with Pat Russell, San Diego referee, of course, uh, retired referee now, uh, talking about the responsibility of referee. And I, I was e- elaborating um, in response to that on, on training guys, you know, because a lot of people come to me, so, you know, you won the Golden Gloves. I've seen you train guys and put them in the Golden Gloves and in the Silver Gloves and a couple of pros and this and that. And can, can you work with me? And then, you know, a lot of times I'll say, I don't know, can you do it? Because when I put these guys to the task, Pat, when I put him to the task, and some of these guys have been pros, when I put him to the task of what I did, in other words, you run four and a half miles in the morning, you go home, you do your thing, you rest. If you have to work, you have to work a shift in the day, you work a day shift, but you go to the gym at 4 o'clock, then you rest, eat a little dinner, then you either go swim or you run again at night. Okay, so this was just the plan. At night, you ran hills. So I broke so many of these guys down, and like the first couple of weeks, they just said, no, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. And these were professionals, and you know, we, I was doing this as an amateur, so the frustration I had in trying to train guys was they didn't want to put forth the effort. They sort of thought that, that boxing was something they could open up an envelope and it was going to, like, hit them in the face and everything was going to be there. I mean, it ain't happening that way. Well, and exactly. And the other side of the coin is, I think, with, with less formal training or certainly with a less um, negotiate phase, you could probably be a pretty decent MMA fighter and get in the ring. And plus, there's a lot more amateur um tournaments that are available for you as an MMA fighter where you can improve your skills or at least get a good value of what you are. The best part about boxing or any contact combat sports is is the instant feedback. And clearly what is difficult is to make a long-range plan to get instant feedback. So when you teach a kid how to do, I don't recall punch, but be defensive while they're doing it, well, that's really kind of a broader perspective other than just throwing a punch and getting instant feedback and watching that person lose their footing. And and that's the problem. That's always been the problem in coaching. Um, and the other thing is, someone's in a lot of people who's like everything. Is, you know, it's never the size of the dog in the fight. It's always the size of the fighting dog. And, and some people realize that the first time you get uh, you get injured and hurt, you're, you know, your back's against the wall and you've got to come out either fighting, you know, the fight or flight routine. Well, and some people say, maybe, maybe fighting isn't for me. Nothing disrespectful about that. <laughs> But that's, that's what you get again in terms of instant feedback. And it's just, it's a rarer human being, I think, that stands up and fights back. Although that's something we want to see in you know, all of us as a characteristic. Everybody's a tough guy until they get hit on the chin, right? Then we find out if they're tough or not. 
Well, the toughest time, the toughest guys I've ever met were in the third row of an audience at a professional boxing match. I have never seen so many tough guys in my entire life. <laughs> now, I got to ask you, you have good common sense. Would you go to Brazil right now? Would you go to Brazil with the Zika thing going on and the, the incurable bacteria in the water down there? That kind of stuff. That sort of, that stuff sort of sounds scary to me, not as an athlete, as a tourist, or as, as, as a resident. Yeah, it does. I, you know, and, I mean, I think that we look at it, whatever that other horrible virus coming out of Africa was, I mean, we clamped everything down. Some poor nurses who were down there working with those Ebola uh, folks. Yeah. So they, we, we took them out and basically uh, suspended their civil liberties and isolated them or whatever else. And, you know, what makes this any different? I guess the difference is we haven't attached a large, uh, as large a mortality to this as we have to the Ebola virus, but you know, it's, the whole thing in, in Brazil, to me, it's just, it's, it just smacks of, um, of trying to overreach. I mean, this, this country is bankrupting itself to try and put on this show in the first place. Uh, it's become a, a, a nationalist deal. I mean, I, again, getting back to your original point, we've got the um, Association of International Boxing uh, Amateurs now has a professional side to it where these kids come out and get gold medals if they get gold medals. But they get signed to go out and be basically professional contracts. It's just like a, it's like a giant feeder system to me. I, I you know, I, it's lost my taste of, um, of just good amateur sports. It really has. So really, amateur sports doesn't exist anymore, except at the lower levels, right? Well, and, and take a look at this, Pedro. And let me just throw this out as an idea: How many kids do we see nowadays to get a uh, college scholarship in football are going to juice up so that they become bulkier? and bigger than what they really are. How many kids do we see? I mean, we just had the Major League Baseball draft at the age of 17. But those kids are being scouted since they're 13 years old. Well, you know, I don't know about you, Pedro, but I wasn't much of a baseball player, but I darn sure couldn't throw a curveball at the age of 13 because my body wasn't developed to throw a curveball. All I was doing was just tearing up very malleable um, tendons and bones and whatever else and subjecting myself to a, you know, later on to a Tommy John surgery. So uh, it just seems to me that we're, we're placing like a, we're putting a career on a kid who's 13 years of age. You know, if you don't make it, you know, you're out. That's it. Uh, tough luck. You can't just take the fact that you've got your trophy and, and or you're an all-leg or you're a participant or whatever you were and take that with, with what it should be, which is a memory. You know, it's a great and golden memory of you achieving something or not achieving something in sports, but it's it's your particular individual memory, and that's what it means to be amateur. You're not doing this for anything other than the love of the game and to see where you can go with it. That's you know, it. You, Pat Russell's our guest. You, you talk about 13 years old, and, and Wilfred Benitez came to mind. I mean, here he was schooling guys like uh, uh, Esteban De Jesus and guys like that. Uh, the uh, the Ayelas in the nine. I mean, in the 80s. I mean, he was an amazing, amazing guy. Was Wilfred Benitez as a kid, and of course, becoming a three division champion. But the damage that he took at the age of 13, sparring with those good guys in Gleason's gym, I think that's, that has a lot to do with the fact that he's in the condition he's in nowadays. I mean, I don't think guys should be getting pounded about at the age of 13. I know when I fought, I didn't fight. I fought at the age of 11, and then I took a couple years off, and then I came back when I was like 16 or 17. But I, don't think it's, it, I really don't think it's good for kids to be fighting before the age of 15, 16, 17, Pat, when their brain is developed or fully developed or is close to being fully developed. I agree. Absolutely agree with that. 
You know, and I think the same thing with, with football. I think football's a killer. I think these guys are finally starting to wake up. This movie Concussion, which, of course, got dogged uh, at the Oscars. Nobody wanted to talk about it. The mainstream media ran away from it. Why? Because it's the truth. I mean, they, they ran away from that. They ran away from that story almost as fast as they ran away from the, the bank's too big to fail story. I mean, it was, it was incredible how the media just failed us on that. But back to the NFL just for a second. The brain damage we're seeing now in young athletes as far as football players are concerned is that going to is that going to change the game at some point in time? I mean, can you change the game of football and make it less dangerous, Pat? Well, you know, a couple things. Number one, I'm a, I'm very concerned about football with this, and I think and just to get to your first point, the fact of the matter is that media didn't run away from it. The media got overwhelmed by a much bigger media, which is the NFL media machine. If there's one thing that the that is out there that exists and can and operate at 19 different levels and get in your face. All they're like the Donald Trump of um, of media. They are in your face every day, 7:24. And they have a machine to go out and get their message across. So if you're the individual sitting up there, the lone voice in the middle of the wilderness speaking up against this, good luck. Uh, you know, and they have a lot of tools they use on cutting off your access to. Uh, to sports, to the teams, and to the individuals. I mean, it, it's it's a pretty uh, pretty monstrous thing. I think a couple things in football uh, changed over the, over the fact, and, and part of it is, I believe this or not, I think it's equipment. Pat, Ted, you, you know, go ahead. Pat, a retired uh, NFL player, Ted Johnson, had this to say about concussions. I retired because of concussions in 2005, the summer 2005, and I didn't. And at that time, I just knew my head hurt. Okay, guys weren't retiring because of concussions at the time. Right. I, I retired because my head hurt. Um, my personality was changed. Um, I knew that the first hit uh, of training camp in 2005, if I was actually, I would have gotten concussed. I was getting concussed the first hit of every training camp wow. starting in 2000 or starting in about 2002. And so, and then once I would get that first one, I would be more susceptible to getting them. So, look, what happened was. For years there, I had a bad, bad drug addiction, and it was a lot of it was because I wanted to feel better. My head hurt. My right. personality had changed. Um, and so I wanted to feel better and feel like my old self, so it led to years and years of drug addiction, which I've gotten that cleaned up. Um, and I've done so much research. I've gone to every – I've gone to different types of doctors, neurosurgeons, neurologists, neuropsychologists, family doctors, psychiatrists, on and on and on. Um, to try and find answers, and I found what best works for me. I have a blueprint for success for me, and I'm doing much better. And I do the radio down in Houston, Texas, on Sports Radio 610, CBS Radio, mm-hmm. and that cognitively challenges me every single day. No doubt about that. Radio is a challenger. <laughs> Holy cow! But Pat Russell, I mean, he's telling it like it is. But there really is there really anywhere you can go? I mean, he seemed to have found his peace with this. But once your brain's damaged, isn't it a degenerative condition where it just progressively gets worse? I mean, does your brain does your brain just get to a certain extent and stop? I mean, can you explain the progression of dementia to us? Well, I, you know, I don't, I'm not an expert at it. I've, I've done, like everybody, I'm just a, uh, an amateur looking at what CTE is. I've certainly had experience, as have we all, in the, uh, the sport of boxing on, on concussive, on concussive behaviors that come out of it. I've also been pretty frankly, Pedro, to uh, be working with a lot of kids coming back from uh, in veterans court that have TBI or, you know, have their brain shift on axis um, from high overpressures caused by detonating devices. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what's going to happen is a couple of things. Hey, first and foremost is, you know, if you've got a headache, is there anything worse on planet Earth than a headache? If you don't believe so, ask anybody who gets migraines. 
they will tell you just on a, on a base level that is the most debilitating thing that goes on. And, and what that particular uh, speaker, the last one, talked about was the cognitive inability to just carry on a conversation and to move forward is it, pretty tough. It, it, it is really tough. Having said all of that, what I think is is that in this country right now there's a tremendous amount of research going on about what, what we can and what we cannot do with the brain. And I think within the next 10 years, frankly, because of chemicals and because of our research, and I think the chemicals are being find the right balance uh, to do this, is I think literally we are going to be able to save the brain that has been damaged or repair a brain that has been damaged and perhaps get back to what we could all be described as a baseline cognitive ability to understand what's going on in life. I really believe that. Okay. Um, most doctors will tell you that people under 50 now will probably live to be 100. And I would think that within that specter of, of the explosion in, in, medical, um, in medical knowledge, it's going to be the explosion in medical knowledge about the brain and the inner workings of the brain and how they can fix it. And that's my personal belief. Ladies and gentlemen, the knowledgeable Pat Russell here on Sports Byline. Pat, say hello to the dogs, and of course, say hello to the missus. Absolutely. All the best, baby. All the best. Pat Russell, L.A. for San Diego, former law enforcement, retired referee, current judge, WBO judge around the world. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is your WBO Boxing Hour brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. Check them out on Facebook or go to their website, WBOboxing.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone as just a few days. So if you have knee pain, back pain, and you've tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days, or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 
Looking to break away this spring? Visit the sun-soaked bayside town of Tiburon, located just minutes from San Francisco. The lodge at Tiburon is steps from the ferry docks and nestled among Tiburon's upscale boutiques, charming cafes, and unique galleries. Dine at the award-winning Tiburon Tavern, serving innovative dishes prepared with ingredients grown in our very own garden. Spring rates starting from $199 a night. Join us at the lodge at Tiburon and create long-lasting memories. For reservations, call 1-877-614-6068 or go to lodgeattiburon.com. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way. Fighter of the Week, no doubt about it. John Molina pulling that upset over face-first fighter Russell Provodnikov threw over 700 punches to do so. Hey, how about my radio schedule? Saturdays and Sundays, Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, I'm talking an hour of boxing and MMA. Then we go Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, with an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. Wait, then we come in Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, Sirius XM Satellite Radio with two hours of boxing and mixed martial arts. Wait, wait, but I'm not done. We've got a new show, No Holds Barred, 5 p.m. Pacific Time Sundays. Myself and Zach Attack Young talk MMA and pro wrestling. That's why 5 p.m. Pacific Time right here on Sports Byline. Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. Most importantly, have compassion for your fellow man. Until next time, peace, love, much respect. <laughs> 